together. There's quite a few verses that we're reading for our midweek Bible study, and we're going to work through them. But I want us to prepare our hearts and our minds together. And uh, with the help of the Lord, I want to speak to you on this very simple thought. Busy, busy, but not distracted. Busy, but not distracted. Would you pray with me, church family? Lord, we're thankful again for this opportunity that you would allow us to gather together. God, you see and you know every name and every story. You know every circumstance and issue. You know every situation. You are well aware. But God, what we have come to do today, God, is to magnify you, to worship you, to pray together, to worship together, to learn and to grow in your word. And we pray, God, right here this evening that you would have your way, that your perfect will would be done here tonight. We know it's you and you alone that make the difference. And we pray today that that difference would be made. I pray that you would remove error from my mind and from my mouth. Anoint us, God, together. Anoint us, God, together and have your way in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout his name. Somebody shout his name. You may be seated. I give this wonderful church honor. Thank you for being here right here in the middle of the week. I know there are so many things that are happening, so many things that are taking place, and you have taken the time to be present right here, and we honor you today. And to all of our guests, we say thank you for taking the time to be with us. We look forward to getting better acquainted with you. Mark chapter number 1 and verse number 21 is where we are going to start. It is 21 through 39 that we'll be reading and working through. And so as we're working through it for our midweek Bible study, we'll just stop. And I thought it'd probably be best that as we're reading together, we can highlight it then. And so the Bible says in Mark chapter number 1, this is in the New Testament, verse number 21. Then they went into Capernaum. Jesus is just starting out. He has already, as you can read in Mark, he has been baptized and he has set the example for us. And he, he has his disciples and his followers and things are happening and people are following him and it is growing. And it says in verse number 21, then they went into Capernaum and immediately, somebody say right away. On the Sabbath, we talked about the Sabbath. It was Friday evening at sunset to Saturday at sunset. And he entered the synagogue and he taught. Again, here he is, he is teaching. But notice what verse number 22 says. And they were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. I want us to highlight this for just a minute. And they were astonished at his teaching. I pray that there is always within us that same approach towards the word of God. My prayer today was, Lord, let us be amazed at your words. The Bible says that they were astonished at his teaching. It literally means they were amazed at what he was saying. There was something so special about it that it took them back. There was something so awesome about it that it made them stop what they were doing and not be distracted with anything else and focus on the word of God. If I may on this Wednesday evening, can I encourage you and I, may we consistently be amazed at the word of God. May we never lose our desire and our passion 
for the word of God. May it always be something that astonishes us. May we never get too comfortable with it. May, may it never be something that we are too casual about. May it never be something that is just there. It's there if I need it, there if I want it, but it doesn't really do anything for me. The Bible says that they were astonished at his teaching. I believe that when you and I get into the word of God, we will be amazed. I believe that when we spend time with the word of God, there are things that will come to life. I pray on this Wednesday Bible study that we will never lose our passion and our desire for the word of God. I believe there's people in here today that value it. That's why you're here. I believe there's people here today that care for the word of God. That's why you took time to get ready in the middle of the week and be here straight from work, straight from home. You came, why? Because the word of God still amazes you. The word of God still excites you. The word of God isn't boring. The word of God isn't dull. The word of God isn't a pastime. No, this is life. This is bread. This is strength. This is how I make it through the day. This is how I make it through the week. This is how I continue on. It's the word of God. And it's still amazing to me. It's still exciting to me. It's still, it's still, it still astonishes me. And the Bible says that he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. I am so thankful to report to you today live on the corner of 7th and I Street that the God that you and I serve has all authority. I am so excited to tell you right here at 8257 Street that the God that you and I serve has complete dominion, has complete authority. He's always in charge. There is, uh, there's no one that he has to ask permission from. There is no one that he has to consider first. He is the one. The reason why he can teach with authority because he has all authority. He has all dominion. He was God in the flesh. That's who he is. Today, he moves, and today, he has all power and all authority. I want to be encouraged by that in the middle of the week because there's nothing that comes against you that he cannot handle. Said, no, he didn't just teach like the scribes. He didn't just teach like the educated. He didn't just teach like those that read it. He didn't just teach like somebody that had been around it. No, something different about him. There's something different about him. I want somebody to know this today. Whatever obstacle, what, whatever it is may stand before you or against you, whatever may make the attempt to intimidate you, it still has to answer to God. He has all authority. In the middle of the week, he has all authority. When we get to Sunday, he has all authority. And I'm thankful for it. Verse number 23. Now there was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit. We, we, we've kind of talked a little bit about this the past couple weeks, past few services. And so you have this man who is, has an unclean spirit. He's possessed. And here he is that he is now making his attempt. Jesus is starting his ministry. And Jesus is making his way. And the enemy feels like he's got to rile up. And he's got to make an attempt. But notice what the Bible says, that he cried out. And verse number 24 says this. Let us alone. This unclean spirit in this man said, leave us alone. We talked about it in the previous service, how it happens, how the enemy loves to make a mess of somebody's life. But he 
cannot stand being messed with. Let us alone. I, wa I want you to get that. The enemy is not as strong as he tries to make himself to be. Let us alone. He wants to be the one to mess with you, but he doesn't want anything to come against him. What am I saying? You don't have to take everything that the enemy is giving you. You don't have to bow down. You don't have to settle for it. You don't have to cower to it. You don't have to be intimidated. I'm preaching to somebody. You don't have to be intimidated by it. It doesn't matter how long it's been. It doesn't matter how much has taken place. I don't have to take this from the enemy. And the enemy said, let us, let us alone. What have we to do with you? Who? Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he asked, did you come to this? Jesus rebuked him. I love that. I could see this demon talking as fast as it could, Dana. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was trying to get it out as fast. Are you here to destroy us? Because I, I, I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. I'm sorry, say again. I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Why? Because he knew my time is up. I don't have much time to operate, so I better say what I want to say very quickly. And the Bible says, verse number 25, just, we just step on it, but Jesus rebuked him. And what did he say? Be quiet. Be quiet. I, somebody get a hold of this. Jesus speaks to him. Be quiet. How does... And I want to be honest, have you ever been in a, an adult conversation and somebody that didn't belong in the conversation had the audacity to say something? Let me break it to you like this. Have, have maybe any parents in the house, one of your other children felt the need to chirp in about how you should handle a situation that was none of their business? And you just very kindly, you love them. They're your mijo and your mija. But you just kind of look at them and say, be quiet. Anybody know what I'm talking about? This wasn't a child that God was talking to. But he treated it like one. He looked at that, that spirit that spoke as fast as it could and said, be quiet. I didn't ask you all that. I didn't come here, hear me, I didn't come here to listen to you. I didn't come here to waste my time with what you want to say. I'm not going to entertain anything that's coming out of your mouth. I don't care to listen to anything that you want to share. Be quiet and come out of him. He simply spoke to it. Why? Because he had all authority. That, that, demon, that demon had worked its time it had said all that it could say it had done everything that it could do and Jesus showed up and said enough is enough be quiet and get out of him you gotta go and guess what it happened it happened this isn't the first time this took place this isn't the only time this took place Jesus walks up and speaks to the unclean spirit and it's gotta go 
I've got good news and I've got to report it right here live. You and I have that power working inside of us. I got to know on a Wednesday evening if there's anybody filled with the Holy Ghost. I got to know on this Wednesday evening if there's anybody that has the Spirit of the Lord living inside of them. I've come to tell somebody authority. I've come to tell somebody that has power. I've come to tell somebody that God is within you. That you don't have to put up with certain things that you've been putting up with. You don't have to let those things talk anymore. You don't have to entertain those things any. I don't care how long they've been there. Be quiet and come out. And verse number 26, and when the unclean spirit had convulsed him, he's there shaking and convulsing and it cried a loud voice always trying to say something but he came out of him he had to go verse number 27 I'll move through this quickly and this is what the Bible says and they were all amazed so that they questioned what is this who is this man his ministry is just starting. what doctrine is this for with authority somebody say authority somebody shout authority that's your God. Your God is not weak. The spirit of the Lord that is within you is not weak. It is not weak. For with authority, he doesn't ask, he commands. He doesn't request, he commands. Even the unclean spirits. And they obey him. There is no one like our God. Verse 28, I move quickly. And immediately his fame spread throughout all of the region around Galilee. And now as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, the crowd, his fame, Jesus, it's happening. Everyone's hearing about it. Out of the synagogue, entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. So they're in Peter's house. But mother-in-law, his wife's mother, lay sick fever. They told him about her right away. They walk into Peter's house, and here it is. His mother-in-law is sick with a burning fever. And verse number 31, so he came. This is the God that you and I serve. He just, he just delivered a man. He is famous. People are trying to find him. His name is spreading everywhere. And Jesus shows up to the house and he takes the hand of Peter's mother-in-law and lifts her up. And immediately the fever left her. I am so thankful on this Wednesday evening that you and I serve a God that will do privately. You and I serve a God that will heal privately. Areas and places that no one else can see, that very few are aware, that nobody else has access to, but the same way he walks up in public, he will walk into your room and take you by the hand and say, I know you're burning with fever, but let me heal your... I know there are things in your life that nobody else knows about, but I want to step into them, Forrest. I know there are things, Teresa, that nobody else has access to, but I want to step into them, and I care for you. I hear you. I see you. I'm not here for just the crowds. I'm here for the people. I'm here for the individuals. There's a lot going on 
but I'm not distracted from my purpose. It's you. It's you. It's you. And the Bible says, and she served them. Jesus walks into the house for someone that had a fever. When others would look around and say, it's not important. When others would look around and say, oh, come on, it's not that serious. God would come by and say, let me have your hand. Let me. I hope she cleaned her windows. They're at the door. Jesus, what do you do? You're busy. You're tired. You have to be worn out. So much has gone on through your day. What, what, is, what does Jesus do? Verse number 34. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And listen, and listen this is how you know he was tired and done with it. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. He is worn out, but he's not distracted from who he was sent for. Why does that matter today? Because the God that you and I serve cares enough about your situation. The God that you and I serve cares enough about your predicament, about your situation, about what you're struggling with, about what you're going with. This isn't the best time. No, it never will be the best time. It will never be convenient. But the God that you and I serve isn't looking for convenience. He is looking for people to heal, for people to speak to, for the gospel to continue on. And he's busy, but he's not distracted. And I'll be just a few more minutes. Verse number 35. Now, he's had a very full day. I think everybody here could say that that's for a busy day. Demons and people and all kinds of stuff going on. But the Bible says this. Understand, God in the flesh, the same flesh like you and I have. Tired, weary, worn out. This is what the Bible says. Now in the morning, having risen Jeremiah, a long while before daylight, before the sun ever came up, before the sun ever came up, after a long night, Jesus went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed, flesh to spirit, Dana. He took time. It was late at night. And the morning came quickly. But he was not distracted about his purpose. He was not distracted about what mattered most. He took time early before the sun ever came up to find a place to pray. If I could speak to somebody for just a moment. Our fatigue, our, we our weariness, our pressure, our busyness, the chaos that we experience, it needs to drive us to prayer, not fear. Jesus shares this vital example, and I'm almost done on this Bible study. Jesus shares this vital example that busyness, chaos, needs from so many are not a reason to retreat from him. 
They are a reason to draw closer to him. You're going to be occupied. You're going to be busy with life and school responsibilities and opportunities and challenges and, 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 and blessings and, and limitations. You are going to have those things a part of your life. But they don't need to drive you from him. They need to drive you closer to him. He teaches us this lesson that I don't need to retreat when I'm tired. I don't need to run from it when I'm weary. I need to run to him. I need to distance myself from some things. Distance myself from some people. Because I may be busy, but I'm not distracted from what really matters. It was Charles Spurgeon that said, may I not see anyone until I see the face of God. May I not speak to anyone until I speak to the Most High. Because that's where the difference is made. And I know you and I are busy, but we don't have to be distracted from the purpose and from what really matters in our life. The very next verse as we read together, verse number 36, and Simon and those who were with him, the Bible says, search for him. He put himself in a place that he was not easily found. And I know this seems simple and it seems elementary, but it's also necessary. It's very practical. He put himself in a place that they had to search to find him. In order for me to have time, in order for me to make time, to make sure, yes, I'm busy, but not distracted, in order for me to put myself in a place of prayer, I have to do things that would allow me the opportunity to spend time with him. The Bible says that they had to search for him. They didn't know where he was. It was not easily found. His ringer was His notifications were silenced. There was no vibrate on his phone. Nobody, nobody had his location. They had to search for him. Why? Because of the importance. I'm busy distracted from what matters the most it's your will it's flesh brain and spirit what matters is it's what God is wanting to do and verse number 37 when they found him notice what they said everyone is looking for you you're famous people have heard about everything that you've been doing They've heard about the healings they've heard about the miracles they've heard about they heard about the unclean spirits you are the man. Don't you want to go shake hands and sign autographs? Don't, 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 don't you want to parade? Verse number 38. But he said to them, I know I'm busy, but I'm not distracted. Let us go unto the next towns that I'm there also. I'm thankful for the victories there and the victories there. I'm thankful for the miraculous testimonies here and the miraculous testimony there. But let us go to the next town and let me preach to them also because for this purpose I have come forth. Jesus acknowledges, I'm busy. Bruce, there's a lot that's going on. 
I'm grateful for the miracles. I'm thankful for the highlights of our church. I'm thankful for the special moments. I'm thankful for every remodel. I'm thankful for every upgrade. I'm thankful for every amazing thing that has happened. I'm grateful for everything that has taken place this year. However, though we've been busy, we are not distracted. Let it go to the next town that we may preach there also. What are you doing for a missions conference? What are you spending time and energy for? Why are you pouring yourself into a Bible study? Why are you trying to invite more people? Because I'm busy, but I'm not distracted. I'm grateful for everything that God has done. But there's homes that don't know him yet. There's hearts that have never felt him yet. There's those that have walking around our city wondering if there's a God. And God has placed you and I here that we don't want to get so caught up in, wow, what a success and wow, what a victory. No, the example that Jesus teaches is, okay, I'm grateful for all of this, but let us find the next heart. Let us find the next region. Let us find the next missionary. Let us plant the next church. Let us go into the next home. Let us find somebody that is searching for something real and something that has hope and something that has life. Would you stand with me on this Wednesday evening? Because I am speaking to what I believe are some of the most amazing people in the world. I'm speaking to who I believe are some of the most incredible people in the world who are busy doing wonderful things, who are busy doing great things. And today... I feel like God has reminded you and I that you're busy, but don't get distracted from what actually matters. They said, everybody's looking for you. You're a great church. You're doing good things. I follow you. You encourage me. You inspire me. I love that video. I love that sermon. Great preaching, great singing. Gosh, something special. I want to go there one day. I want to see something like that. But God shares the example while everyone is looking for him. While everyone that we've been searching for you all over, you're famous. Everybody wants a picture. Everybody wants to hang out with you. He's he's showing us. He said, no, they're not looking for me. I'm looking for them. I'm, let us go to the next town that I may preach there also. Don't stop talking about me. But it's not because I want my name to be famous. It's because there's people there that are lost. It's because this gospel has to continue to spread to every nation. It's because we've got to proclaim to every tribe and every individual about this Jesus, about the God that we serve, about how awesome he is, about how great he is. I'm thankful for victory. I'm thankful for moments. I'm thankful for highlights. But we must go to the next town. We must preach there also. We've got to find some, we've got to find another co-worker. We gotta find another family member. We gotta find somebody that God has just happened to put in front of us. But it wasn't coincidence. Because he's been looking for them all over the sanctuary. Would you lift your hands this evening? Everyone's looking for you. <laughs> you wanna do a parade here? Should we throw a feast and a party? Should we celebrate here? Oh, no. No, 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 no. 
I'm busy, but you got to understand, I'm not distracted. We must go to the next town. We must go to the next town. We must go to the next town. Why? For this is the purpose I have come forth. This is the purpose I have come forth. Right here tonight, as we prepare to sing and worship the Lord together, have time of fellowship here in just a few moments. I feel it's in order. I feel like God would remind us together. You're busy, but don't be distracted. You're busy. You're doing great things, wonderful things, proud of you even. But, but don't be distracted because I've got to preach there also because their hearts and there's other unclean spirits. And, and you read in verse number 39, so he went out into the other synagogues, preaching in their synagogues throughout where? All Galilee and casting out demons. He was grateful for what happened right there, but he said, I've got to continue because there are people on a Wednesday night that need me and there'll be other people on a Sunday and there'll be other people at youth on Friday and there'll be other young adults that are serving God real. Is he there? And it's because you do something on a Thursday and you make it available and Friday youth and, and Sunday services and a Spanish service on Thursday. And it's, why are you doing all that? Because I'm busy, but I'm not distracted. Everything we do is about people. Everything we do is about sharing the gospel. Why do you do this for the building and that? That's a part of the people. That's never the focus. That's never the aim. People are the aim. Jeremiah, community is the aim. People we haven't yet met. People I've never had the opportunity to shake their hand, but they're looking and Jesus says, you're busy, but don't be distracted. I got to preach there also. And maybe it's the next town. And maybe if I say it like this, it's the next street. Because I've got to preach there also. It's, it's the next neighborhood. It's the next school. It's the next university. It's the next campus. And right here today, you and I have the opportunity to focus on what matters. And we take a few moments to distance ourselves from what, what, what would want our attention and what would want our time and what would want our energy and what would want our focus to say, okay, you're not going to find me right now. I'm going to put myself in alignment to what God wants. I know it's chaotic. I know it's busy. So much. So much going on in just one day. But God, I'm going to seek you because I don't want to be distracted from what matters. As we prepare to worship and sing, this altar is open. You're welcome to pray in this altar. You're welcome to pray where you're standing. God is here today ministering. You don't respond to a preacher. You don't respond to a singer. But today we respond collectively and individually to the word. Everyone's looking for you. Oh. That's great, but we must go to the next town because I've got to preach there also. I'm grateful for those that were healed, but the gospel, the gospel needs to go forth. I'm thankful for those that were in the highlight, but the gospel ray has to go forward.